All right, let's move into hour number two. Did you enjoy Dan Hurley as much as I did? Honestly, I don't care if you did or didn't. I just do. I, I don't know any coach like him. I know a lot of great coaches. I know some coaches that are intense and fierce. I know coaches that wear it on their sleeve. I, I just don't know a coach that good, that real, that raw, that transparent, that honest. I love Dan Hurley. I love the Hurley family. I love Bobby Hurley. I'm actually, I'm not sure I've ever spoken to Pops. And then that thing about his son, Andrew, at the end, where he said, I'm getting choked up. That that can't be easy. It can't be easy having that father, that uncle, and that grandfather. And to hear Dan Hurley say, yeah, but he he's the one that came up to me during a game when I was losing my bleep and told me to settle the F down. I said, get out of here. He goes, it brought us closer together. Our relationship, the dynamic actually changed. Yeah, it reminds me of fathers and sons. Not to get too deep here. But fathers and sons. And fathers and sons. Follow me on this. Fathers and sons. Or mothers and sons and daughters. But families. And family businesses. How many of you listening right now are in a family business? The Hurleys are in an amazing family business. They're legends in that family business. Legends. I mean, and I, I digress. I love what Dan Hurley said about, I, I have some, he didn't say regret, but he said, I didn't have the playing career that I wanted to have in college because I was hanging out. I mean, of course, who's not hanging out in college doing dumb things or partying or not being totally committed? But he said, that drove me. So when I became a head coach, I wanted to make sure that I didn't make that same mistake. And I gave it everything I had every single day. And I want to make sure I'm doing those things that put me in a place where my mind is clear, where I have my most energy, where I can be my best leader. You know me. I'm a sucker for that stuff. I love that stuff. However, back to this whole notion of family business and that that thing where I started to get choked up just talking about my son. Not easy to coach your son. Not easy to work with your son. I know. I work for my old man and he fired me. I'm going to share a little story with you. Hopefully DJ is not listening. She might not like this. So yesterday during the program, Rogues texts me. I know it's important if he's texting me because he never texts me. And by important, I mean he needs something. Otherwise, he'd snap me. You make that distinction with the kids. So Rogues is at Boulder, and Rogues says, Yo, Pop, part of this assignment I have is we have this class and we're talking about the changes in social media and how different it is now than it was 10 years ago and where it's going and this, that, and the other. And we need to interview somebody and we need to get their thoughts. I need or can you jump on a Zoom with me for a half hour or an hour in the next week or so? And I hit him back. I said, son, this is for your own good. This is for your own good. You can't play the pop card. You can't do that. You need to go out there and you need to find an expert. And you need to find an expert on your own and you need to interview that expert and do the work. This is too convenient. This is too easy. You can't play that card. And he's like, I got it. And then I hit him back again with, son, I love you. I do. But it's the right thing. He's like, I get it. No problem. Made me a little heart sign. 
but just just families and family businesses. It's interesting, right? And then like Jake, our older son, is in the business. He works for a production company in Wisconsin. And we have this thing all the time. Like he's like, no offense, dad. I'm really proud of you, but I never tell anybody who my dad is, ever, because I want to make it on my own merit. And then every once in a while, he'll have me make a phone call on his behalf, but he's doing it on his own. I didn't get him that job. I didn't get him this, that, or the other. So I just, I, I love the family business dynamic, and I thought that was really interesting what Dan Hurley said about his son and how hard it must be to be his son given who his dad is, who his uncle is, who his grandfather is. I only bring this up to say I know there are people listening who have family businesses, and the dynamic is really interesting. You know what they always say, don't do business with your family and your friends. Except a family business can be the best thing ever, if it works. Or it can be one of the worst things ever, if it doesn't. Luckily, when my old man fired me, it didn't break the family up. Because I was crappy at the job, And I knew I did it for the wrong reasons. D in the TUC writes, fantastic and insightful conversation with Coach Hurley. The growth he talked about from a player to a coach and his routine now was epic. I also vibe with his love for sugar. Wore the midnight cookie monster. That's why I jumped in on him. I thought that was great. I'm like, like, what? Like, what, what is your routine? What do you deal with? He's like, hey, man, you know, the sugar. The sugar, I thought that was incredible because that's one of my vices. I fight that. You know what I've noticed this week too? We got some weird thing going on at my house where we're just doing all this cleaning and we're emptying things out, including the pantry. Man, it's amazing how much easier it is not to go there or succumb to the cookie monster when there aren't any cookies. Keep it out the damn house. Keep it out the damn house. Rome. Great interview. I was not familiar with Dan Hurley. You mean like that other guy was not familiar with Doc Rivers, other than he was a household name? Great interview. I was not familiar with Dan Hurley, but I am now a big fan. He is more than a coach. He is a man. He is a mentor. He is a role model. He is authentic. He is genuine. He is the epitome of class. War Dan Hurley. Donovan Wisco. Guy's incredible. And, and he said, I didn't get into this because I didn't want to play all the hits. But four years ago, you know, before Dion said it this year, four years ago, four, after a loss to Villanova, Dan Hurley said, and I'm paraphrasing, you better get us now. You better get us now. And sure enough, four years later, three years later, they win a natty. And they're still top-ranked. And man, I loved, I absolutely loved what he said about we have the belt right now. You ask any other coach what it means to be ranked number one. If I said that, you know, if unless it was some program that's never been in the top 10, then it would have some significance. But if I ask most other coaches, what is the significance of being ranked number one today, January 24th? Almost inevitably, they would say it's nice, but it means nothing. Where you're ranked at the end of the year means everything. It's not what he said. He's like, man, I'm telling my guys, you have that belt. You have that strap. You make them come and get it. And you make them pry it out of your cold, dead hands. And you go in there willing to die for that belt. 
Like that, that was such a raw answer and so unusual and so awesome. He said, and I loved it too, because why? Because you're going to have those moments come tournament time. And if you treat it like that right now, all the time, it's not going to burn you out. It's going to make you tougher and you'll be more prepared. Here's this guy. I don't think, I'm reading this now, I don't think you can count Doc out yet. This reminds me of another coach from Philly that people said could never win at all. Last I heard, he had moved onto some team in Missouri. I'd be interested to hear how that worked out. Signed, Jer Inopa. Hey, Jer Inopa. I would be interested in hearing why you speak in riddles and why you're comparing Doc Rivers to Andy Reid and why you sign this Jer Inopa. And who are these, quote, people that said that Andy Reid could never win at all? Not this people. I never said that. He had a hell of a run in Philadelphia. He did not win the Super Bowl. It was time to move on. He did. He's a legend. He's a Hall of Famer. What does he have to do with Doc Rivers? All right, so he had this great run where he was. One more thing. Jaranopa, keep Andy Reid name out your mouth. Number two. Let me me help you with the difference here. Andy Reid's in Philadelphia. Has a great run. Run ends, goes to Kansas City, becomes even more of a legend than he already was, and just starts ripping off rings, divisional titles. I mean, the domination, domination. How is that the same as Doc Rivers? Doc Rivers was in Boston, got his ring with his Hall of Famers, but then he moved on, and he moved on, and he moved on, and things never worked out. He'd get in the playoffs. He'd get a 3-2 series lead. He'd get a 3-1 series lead. He'd get to a Game 7, and it never, ever worked out. Hence, that crazy number of 32 losses in elimination games in the postseason. Andy Reid did not move on and fail and get fired and fail and get fired and fail and get fired. Doc? Doc's no hack. Doc's not... Doc's not a bad coach. Doc's a good coach. He is. He's a great communicator. But we're talking about needing somebody who can finish. Somebody who can get you over the hump. Somebody who's not going to lose in the second round. This is not what he's known for. In fact, he's known for quite the opposite. Not getting it done. So, I don't know why that's the guy you hire. I'm just going on his track record. I'm going on his resume. These numbers are incredible. Did you not hear what I said? I know he's a household name. I know he's likable. I know he's a great communicator. I know he's got that ring. 16 years ago. I don't know, Bucks fan. I'll take your thoughts on that. I'm not hyped on that at all. At all. If the question is, who would you rather hire? Who would you rather hire? There are other names floating around. I can't say that I love the alternatives. 
Jeff Van Gundy's name's been floated around, but he hasn't coached since 08. Nate McMillan's name has been floated. I am a Nate guy. I do like Nate. Where do you come out? 1-800-636-8686. And Dan Hurley. Hey, Tommy, you got to love this guy. That, that's like the most Jersey thing ever, right? Edgy, real, aggressive. He's used the phrase himself, man. All gas, no brakes. You tell me, dude. What do you think? He's a, he's a Jersey Hoops legend I can be truly proud of, unlike, unfortunately, at times Carl Anthony Towns and at more times Kyrie Irving. He's, he's way above and beyond. I'm a huge fan. He's the man. Dude, how do you drag Kat and Kyrie into this? I know why. They deserved it. Yeah. How you feeling, dude? How you living? How's Good. life? How are the phones? How's the reaction? How's your day going? Got to admit, the reaction's a little unhinged today. I'm, I'm sure you've noticed that. I don't know what Why would today be any is. different than any other day? It's amazing. We, they continue to find new lows, though. Every day seems <laughs> to bring example. a new surprise. But, like, how would you define unhinged and what's a new low? Well, you skipped over the first email that came from Jardy and NC and was a reference to OJ. So, uh, and, and Jardy sent me an email about OJ. <laughs> about OJ. Yeah, that, that would be unhinged. I agree. That's, that may be a new low. Yeah. Well, I think that basically sums it up. Good news is we're still near the top of hour number two. There's plenty. They can get much lower than they are right now. All right. Thank There's you very much. Still plenty of time, yeah. Plenty of time. That's Tommy, the EP. Let me read you the one he was talking about. There is a reason why I did skip over this. Hey, Rome, I'm not a huge football fan or anything, but I've heard the name O.J. Simpson a lot over the years. Is that due to free agent still? Signed Jardy in NC. It might have been passable. If it wasn't signed, Jardy, Jardy. SA Sports Honk, Rome. I'd rather see Doc Kavorkian walk into the locker room to coach a game seven than Doc Rivers. Time to die! Silly Bucks, some Silly Bucks fan. Well, there's a blast from the past. Haven't heard from Doc Kevorkian in a while. Yeah, that's a little unhinged. Especially tagging it with time to die. Here's somebody on the outside looking to jump in. Mateo in LA writes, Bucks fired Mike Budenholzer, who was an NBA champion in 2021, a two-time NBA coach of the year, 2015-2019, Brought in a first-year coach, had Giannis and Lillard, fired after 43 games, and they bring on Doc Rivers. How does GM John Horst still have a job? Mateo in L.A. Look, I love Coach Bud, and I hate to see him go, but they clearly thought that that was time as well. Never mind that he brought them their first championship in 50 years. Great defensive team under Coach Bud. But they probably thought that they'd gone as far as they could with him. I don't know. I didn't fire him. But if you're going to fire a guy who won a ring and was a two-time NBA Coach of the Year, firing him for a first-time head coach is a pretty risky proposition, right? And then it didn't work at all. It was a mistake. 
They admitted the mistake, which I respect, and they're trying to fix it. But are you going to fix it by bringing in a guy who is known for blowing series leads, losing closeout games and elimination games, and always coming up short in Game 7? You know, all those things that you generally need to win a championship. I think it's curious. And yeah, and Doc will show up at the presser, and Doc will win the presser, and Doc will be great at the presser. Because he's a really effective communicator. And he's a charismatic guy. But that won't mean Jack when they're up three games to one. Or three games to two. Or I don't know. Bucks fan. I'll make an argument on your behalf. Because he has Dame. And he has Giannis. Maybe like back in the day when he had KG and Paul Pierce at Al. Maybe somehow, some way he can get through. Just wouldn't be my choice. Would not be my choice. Too much of a track record of losing when it matters. Hey, Rome, Doc is the answer for the Bucks, as Dahmer was the answer to feeding America? War Sam Cassell eating Reese's Pieces. Brian in Deer District? All right, Tommy, now I know what you're saying. Unhinged. That, that's from Deer District. Also, is it, them firing Bud, too. Like, you got to have a fall guy. Might as well be the head coach. You know, where Giannis got hurt in game one. You got to have a fall guy. And then the Heat did go to the finals after beating them. That's the coach's fault. Hey, Jim. And by the way, the Sixers could not wait to get rid of Doc. Does it look like they miss him? Jim, given that the Sixers will likely match up with Milwaukee in a 2v3 playoff series, could we spot them a 3-1 series lead? I'm all ears. J.D. in Philly. Well done, J.D. All right, now we're back to being Clowns. hinged. Rome, the irony is Giannis told the Bucks, don't hire Nick Nurse. Stop letting the players steer the ship. Giannis should play ball, not owner. Donovan in Wisco, there's something to that. Giannis was behind or was in favor of the hiring. Of Griffin. Hey, Giannis is awesome. Giannis is awesome. Giannis is a legend, a Hall of Famer. Hey, listen, the thing is, this whole thing about, hey, man, just play ball. Let, let the decision makers make the decisions. That's really naive. Star players always have a say. Star players in every sport have a say. Transcendent players have a say. And especially in the NBA. You know why? No NBA coach is going to have success if he doesn't get along with his star players. I've got no problem with Giannis having an opinion or Giannis having a say, especially Giannis. Giannis, you know, the guy who led the Bucs to a world championship. You know, the guy that wants to be in Milwaukee. Giannis could be anywhere he wants and get whatever he wants but wants to be in Milwaukee, 
damn straight they're going to ask him his opinion. Doesn't mean he's always right, but it means they should ask him his opinion. Like they do every star player. But you don't think the GM is consulted on everything? Check that. That's not true. You don't think Palenka is consulted on everything the GM does? Hey, Bill's Mafia. Rob Pastinka. I want to change the subject to you as well. If you want to talk association, we can. But you saw Sean McDermott. You saw him yesterday talking about, hey, man, you know what? We're, we're still pretty close. We just need a few tweaks. But just so you all know, we've won a lot of games. We have won a lot of games since we got here. We're not breaking this thing down to the studs. We're not tearing it down. We just need tweaks. I'm curious. I've got my thoughts on that, but I'm curious, Mafia. Where do you come out on that? Everybody loves a tax refund. The hard part is waiting weeks for the money. At Jackson Hewitt, you can skip the wait. Get the money today if you're approved for a no-fee advance loan on a prepaid card. Only Jackson Hewitt has a money today guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Hurry into Jackson Hewitt. Reboot your loot. No fee refund advance offered to eligible clients. Application required. Loans by Republic Bank. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. (laughs) Bella. Bella's got an answer for Logs. Hi, Jim. Logan is doing a project on how social media has changed in the last 10 years. That's easy. There was no Ryan in Sacktown. So it was decisively better. Bella being Calgary. Check out Bella getting loose. They really are. Bella letting one fly. Now, I will say, speaking of rogues, so we have a horse that I've got to check with my equine manager, Alex Elise. But I think that we have a horse who's now three that we bred that is weeks away from maybe running. Scott's the ultimate knock on wood with the equine athletes. They can't run without a name. We've never gotten this close, I don't think, to a horse being ready to run without a name. We need a name. DJ and I are just really busy with a lot of things, and we haven't gotten around to this. You know, DJ, best person I know, not really good at naming horses. Or frankly, kids either. But horses especially. So what do I name that horse? For the first time, I've been trying to think of something maybe jungle-related. And to be fully transparent, I figure if I do that, y'all might be more interested. But this one, I'm not sure about. This horse, I mean. He seems like he's pretty good, pretty nice, but I'm not sure. Then I thought, what if I named the horse Rogan Loam? That could work. DJ would not go for that. But I, I kind of like that. You know, because then when you have a horse, then the horse gets a nickname around the barn. And then like you're constantly talking about how so-and-so. Some names don't lend themselves to nicknames. But that'd be easy, right? How's Rogues? How's Rogues? Now, will Jake be bent out of sorts if I don't name a horse after him? But Rogan Loam is just funny to me. 
And if you go to the registry, it's so hard to find a name for a horse because you can't rename or you're not supposed to rename horses the same thing twice. They do, but you're not supposed to. And if you look at all the years and years and years and years of thoroughbred horses, it's almost impossible to come up with a new name, right? It's almost impossible not to replicate or duplicate a name. I looked it up. There is no Rogan Loam, as you might imagine. So I don't know if that's the answer. I notice what I'm not doing. I'm not asking you clones to help me. I've tried that before. Your ideas are terrible. We're not going to name the horse Bisp. SJP. I mean, if you want to help me. And then again, as those who know, know, the sire on the horse, and this is how they name horses also, often after the sire. As an example, back in the day when we became the majority owners of Ms. Direction, you know, the big mare, the mare that won back-to-back Breeders' Cup races, I remember when we started to get some run for that, Deadspin or somebody took a run at me for like, yeah, look at Rome. He's got a horse named Ms. Direction with a Z. And I didn't say anything because whatever, I didn't care. I mean, just, I don't, I didn't care. But there were those who said, no, the reason, and by the way, I didn't name that horse. I bought into the horse that was already a racehorse (laughs) that was running. I bought in at a premium. But I didn't name the horse. The person who named the horse Ms. Direction with a Z did so because the sire or the father was or its name Mizzen Mast. That's why they do that. So if you want to help me name this horse, it's kind of funky because the sire is Fast Anna. That's unusual because Fast Anna sounds like a mare, a female. But it's not. Fast Anna who since passed away, was a male, a sire. And then, of course, we bred to Gidget Girl. So if those two things are in mind, what should we name this horse? I need a name for the horse. If you can do this responsibly, I would love for the jungle to name the horse. Take that off my plate, man. I got so much crap going on right now. Take that off my plate. Because that horse could run in a few weeks. I got to check. But he could. And it's a he. It's a three-year-old colt. This guy writes, Rome, thank you for yet another insightful interview with Coach Hurley. I would also like to thank you for the occasional insight into your personal life with that story about Rogan Loam. Over 20 years ago, you said something I will never forget and have lived my life by. Quote, no one deserves anything you get what you earn. End of quote. Nice to know you're teaching your son the same lesson by making him do it on his own. EB in upstate New York. The reason I said that was, you know, you, you hear things like, hey man, they deserve that title. They deserve it. Nobody deserves it more. Honestly, not, nobody really deserves anything. You get what you earn. You get what you earn. And I'm trying to say to Logs. No shortcuts, son. It's your life. I just want you to find a passion. I will support you no matter what. You don't need to be rich. You don't need to be famous. You don't need to be a CEO. I want you to be able to support yourself. But most of all, I want health and happiness for you. But I think you're more likely to find those things if you apply yourself, 
work to a certain level and not look for a shortcut. Looking to interview Pop is a shortcut. It's too easy. It's too convenient. It's too obvious. Go out and find somebody to interview. You'll be better for it. You will be better for it. This one is from at Let Us Think More. Directed to at Jim Rome. Giannis, the one who didn't make it work with the coach he wanted. Here's your answer. No. You want Budenhoser gone? No. You want Griffin over Nurse? No. You want Rivers over Griffin? No. You want your brother on the team? Brother. No. Bucks ownership won't say no. You know, there's a pretty good reason for that. Hey, think more. Think more. You see what I did there? This guy's hand was at, at let us think more. Hey, think more. I have a suggestion. Think more. Ownership has an international superstar. International superstar. Who wants to be in Milwaukee. No offense, Milwaukee. You know, I'm practically half fam. I vacation in Wisconsin, so you know I'm not here to pile on. No offense, Milwaukee. But your international superstar wants to stay in Milwaukee. Maybe you don't tell him no to everything he wants or asks for. Maybe he should not only be consulted, but must be consulted. He's your franchise. Well, why is this such a foreign concept to you? This is how it works. Franchise players are always consulted. Always. This is not unique. This is not an anomaly. Of course they consult with him. Every team consults with their franchise quarterback or their franchise guard or big man because what they think matters. One, they have insight that matters. And two, you don't want them to be unhappy. You don't want them to work with a coach that they don't see eye to eye with. You're acting like Giannis is some spoiled brat that needs to be told no. Like, we can't let that kid have everything he wants. He's freaking Giannis. He's Giannis. He led the Bucks to a championship for the first time in 50 years. We're not talking about a spoiled, entitled child that parents won't say no to. He's Giannis. Think more, think more. I'm not saying he's perfect. But I'm saying, hell yes, you consult him. That's how it works. James Kelly's in. He wants me to name the horse Famous Jameis. Famous Jameis. Famous Jano would not understand that at all. I like it. I like Famous Jameis. I don't know if that's taken or not. 
8686. What else do we have here? Hey, Rome, to give the horse the ultimate jungle karma, you should name him Jungle Carmel. Then he wins every damn race he runs. Oh, and you also have to have him on the show the week leading up to each race. War, my racehorse, letting me buy into Romy's horses. Riding Greenville. Jungle Carmel. My racehorse does not, we don't have a deal with them. So you can't buy into our horse. We actually talked to them about that at one point. My racehorse is one of those companies that sells fractional shares. So you can own a small piece of a horse, but be involved in the process and say you're an owner. And then they let you do things like go to the paddock, go to the races. It's, it's a very interesting model. It's a good model. No, but th- this horse is a horse that DJ and I own outright. I would have to let you in. Jungle Carmel. No, she wouldn't sign off on that. Janet would not sign off on that either. Rome, how about you naming your horse? You know, you know, you know, you know. Can you imagine Imagine Trevor Denman calling the race and having, you know, you know, you know, you know, closing in on the leader, coming down the stretch? You're welcome. Okay. Marshall in Orlando. Carl and Prescott, you could always name the Colt Crop Duster. See what I mean? I'm not naming. See, I, I'm not what you think. Believe it or not, I love the animal. Why would I name the animal after flatulence? Who do I look like? James Kelly? I named Straight Fire, Straight Fire. I named his son Straight Up G. I'm pretty good at that, generally. But this one's tough. Hey, Rome, I've got it. An extension of a previous horse's name. Hear me out. Straight Up G off in Lincoln. Boom! Straight Up G off in Lincoln. Yeah, I don't think they'd allow that. G off. G off. Are you trying to catch a ban? Is that what you want? Straight up G off? Dude, straight up G was a badass horse. Loved him. Straight fire was a mother bleeper. How about I name the horse Rich Ackerman? Nah. That's the best answer yet. That was Alvin's way of giving me an idea and telling me to get the hell out. Rich Ackerman would be an amazing name for a horse. We all love that. Dr. Jano might not. No offense, Rich. She's got this thing about names for horses. Rich Ackerman would be an amazing name for a horse. Oh, man, that's good. All right, time for a short timeout. Here you go. I'm telling you, Rich, I will try and push it through. I can't promise you. Coming down the stretch, drawing off three lengths, four lengths, six lengths, Rich Ackerman with his ears pricked. Take. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. 
clones. Once again, not all beef jerky is the same. Old Trapper's original old-fashioned teriyaki, hot and spicy and peppered all come in four-ounce bags. So you can sample different flavors and find the best one for you. Ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares Old Trapper. What is your beef? So as I look at my call screen right now, this is interesting. Right off the top, if I run top to bottom, first guy says, I want to get on the watch list. Like he's calling a shot. I'm good enough to get on the watch list. The second guy says, I'm good enough to get a golden ticket. Hey, man, I hope you're both right. I'm going to assume you're both wrong, but I hope you're both right. Because that would make for a better show. And we are looking at smack off number 30 this year at some point. So let's go to Ed in Washington. He's trying to get on the watch list. The watch list means we're aware of you. We're watching you. You're a call or two or three away from getting in. Let's find out. Ed, what's going on, Ed? How are you? I'm great, Jim. How are you doing? Good. Super. Great. Hey, man. Hey, as a fellow clone from 360, I would just like to take this opportunity to issue a group apology to you and the XR4TI from all of us who are not Wells. Jim, I'd like to take a minute, if I could, and address the topic of jungle phenomenon. No, not the topic you're thinking of. I'm talking about that other Portland phenomenon. James in Portland. Urgh. Check that, Jimmy. James, a.k.a. the jungle pervert. Now, that's not just me saying that. That's how the joint restraining order between Portland woman and little Alvy reads. Apparently, when James isn't slumming the streets, offering to shave Portland woman's back, he's been hiding outside little Alvy's bedroom window in his favorite trench coat with a camcorder, just waiting for something he can use in his next call. It was going pretty well for him until that fateful day when James broke down and sprung for the boom mic, which he used to introduce the jungle to that disgusting sound drop he hit us with at last year's smack-off. Thanks for nothing, James. Jim, is it asking too much that after every one of James's calls, I find it necessary to obtain immediate medical attention for obtaining another case of the ear herps? Jim, I'm half tempted to track down James in Portland and do to him what Cal in Vegas failed to do to Connor McGregor. R.I.P. Cal. James, I'm going to channel my inner Cal, tear off one of your eyebrows, glue it to your upper lip, thus giving you the creepy porn stash you deserve and completing the transition from James in Portland to James the Jungle Pervert. War James finally patching up his inflatable girlfriend and never calling the show again. I'll talk to you soon, Jimmy. Out. You know what, dude? Nicely done. Nicely done. You're like on the watch watch list. You didn't get on the watch list, but you're somebody that I'm watching as somebody who can get on the watch list. You're on your way to the watch list. That's a good start. Now, I have a feeling, Ed, I may be wrong, but I've got a feeling that might be your best call. But if you can duplicate that, or stack another good call on that call. If you could start to stack calls, and you're not some one-trick pony, just talking about James the pervert, you could get in. So right now, you are on the watch, watch list. You're one to watch about getting on the watch list, but not quite there. But good job. Well done. Now, this guy said to Tommy, hey, man, I don't need to tell you what I'm going to talk about, but I am going to get a golden ticket.
which runs contrary to what I've said a million times. When the call screener, be it the EP or Jack Savage, says, what do you want to talk about? Do not say, put me through to Rome. Rome knows me. Or just put me through phone slap, which is what this guy did. And he said, I'm calling to get a golden ticket. All right. Maybe it works. I'll play along. Kai in Boise. What's going on, Kai? How are you? What's up, Rome? How you doing, bro? Good, good, dude. What's up? I'm a 20-year listener, second-time caller. I called you when I was 18. You and I had a little beef about the Kobe Vladi Divac trade. And I said back to you, nice trade, Chris. And ever since then, I've been saying Chris to everybody and everyone. No. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. I mean, really? Not a very good call. Yeah, no, no golden ticket for that, dude. No golden ticket for that. A ban, maybe. No golden ticket, my man. And not because you called me Chris, but because you just went with an F-bomb. It just slipped out. So, no golden ticket, and while we're at it, no jungle for you. You can listen. You can watch. Come on, man. Really? When we come back, that, that, that's the dude who said, hey, Tom, just put me through. I'm going to get a golden ticket. Oh, so close. <laughs> 